Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome again to the um, podcast, the Quant Financial Engineering Podcast. My name is Patrick Zoro. I'll be your host. Um, with me today, I've got a couple of individuals. I've got uh, Kiri Zhang and uh, Sam Menelbrot, um, MFE graduates of my program that will be talking about uh, chat GPT and plugins. So um, let us start. Sam, what is a plugin? Yeah, so we've been doing this project on ChatGPT, just kind of learning about it and experimenting with it. So what plugins are essentially are they're like apps you can download on ChatGPT4 that allow it to access the internet. So this essentially allows us to do a lot of things with information online. Like we can work with data, we can work with you know current current market information. Uh, it just really expands the capability of ChatGPT. How does it, what does it look like? And how do you write the code? What, 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 what does it, what does it look like essentially? Uh, so it looks just the same as regular ChatGPT. You log on, you ask it to do something but when you actually are asking it you can see if it's using a plugin to answer your questions so um just like some like the common plugins that you see that like there are ones like recommended travel those are like that's not a, a financial one but that's just one for example you log in you ask it to recommend uh places to travel and you can see that it's using one of the plugins from one of these travel companies to gather information and to give you a response. So it's in English? Yes. It could be in other languages as well. It could support as many languages um, as it can, as uh, ChatGPT can. So uh, I guess you, you install the plugin on the web store after you purchase the plus edition of ChatGPT. Then this is like um, a third-party app on your current ChatGPT window. So you're still talking to ChatGPT, except you use like specific commands such as keywords to activate certain plugin. That's uh, depends on what those are. So for example, there's a really powerful plugin called uh, Web Pilot that basically lets you browse real-time informational website. Because you know, um, so far ChatGPT's information is not updated, right? It's uh, it's dated as of September two thousand twenty-one or something. So you would not know what happened yesterday. You would know not know like last year Super Bowl results are unless you know you install the plugin. Then you have real-time information on your ChatGPT window. Okay, so basically, um, and Alan Frank has, has joined us, um, and um, basically we are talking about the uh, plugins and what it looks like and what it is, and you guys are basically telling us that it look, looks like plain English, and it's and it helps you. So, but who uses uh, those plugins? 
Sam? So a lot of different people can use them. Uh, you can just use it for yourself for personal research. But um, also now more businesses are starting to use plugins um, just for professional work and like people doing research in different fields. Like now it's starting to become a little bit more mainstream as more plugins are being developed. Karen, so what, um, why are they using it? Why is it growing? Can you do without it as of chat GPT? What, what's the advantage? Why are we even talking about this? So, um, depends on, depends on what kind of professional you are, right? Um, I, I understand plugin as an addition to already powerful ChatGPT. It unlocks more function of ChatGPT. Um, in the previous example, the power to connect to website live data instead of uh, whatever is before 2021. And also you can use uh, Wolfram and Polygon to uh, do mathematical calculations with plugin inside ChatGPT and to get real-time soft data. I think Sam will have a, a lot of insight on, on how to use those plugins as he had uh, lots of experience using them. So I think those two are uh, those two are great tools for financial engineering students and professionals in the future. Once they, you know, once they're mature enough and has grown the full development cycle, I'll say. So let's take a look at Sam. Uh, let's take a look at this 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 uh, plugin for financial engineers. Which one are we talking specifically, and what does it do? So there's actually a lot of different plugins that can be used for any kind of quantitative finance or math. Um, you can use a combination of plugins. So currently in Chat GPT four. Uh, you can use up to three plugins at one time. So say I wanted to do some kind of uh, mathematical, let's say mathematical analysis on a stock. I could download the Wolfram plugin and I could also use, there's one called Polygon, I believe that I was using for a little while. And I could ask it to do some kind of prediction based on uh just say like uh, 10 years worth of data of a certain stock or to just give me advice on investments and it'll use these plugins uh they can use them together to give me an answer so then what's the what's the difference with prompt engineering then as opposed to one is a language and one is a package that you're calling on specifically? Uh, prompt, prompt engineering is how you tell the AI to give you the outcome that you want. So a lot of times, unless you use words and phrases in a specific way, the AI um, ChatGPT might not know what exactly you want from it so a lot of what's really important about prompt engineering is that you know how to speak with the ai to get the response that you want Aaron, what do you think Prompt engineering has its limitations um and plug-in in some cases 
So for example, for example, when you have like a PDF, um, you want the ChatGPT to summarize for you. Uh, with prop engineering, it's more time consuming as you have to paste the content of PDF in and you can tell it exactly what it wants. Plugin in some ways like a pre-configured prompt engineered tool that helps you to kind of generate summary of that PDF in one click. And it also can, you know, use links of, of videos. It'll summarize the podcast for you, but essentially it still relies on getting the transcript, the text information from that link. Um, with plugin, it's just more efficient and, you know, faster for you. Um, but I, I totally agree with what Sam said. It's basically you telling the computer specifically what you want. Uh, yeah, I'm referring to prompt engineering. You want to add something uh, to this in terms of the usefulness of these plugins uh, with ChatGPT? You asking me? Answer. Right on. So, yes. Hi. So, um, you know, plugins are actually a, an extremely powerful and important addition um, to ChatGPT. The reason being is that the core of ChatGPT is great with language. Um, you, you give it something and it'll summarize it. You know, it's text-based and things like that. But um, there's more to be done than what the brain of uh, ChatGPT does with words. So if you wanted to extend the power of what you can do, um, for instance, uh, uh, classic ChatGPT can't graph something. It just can produce text. But there's a plugin that you can use where ChatGPT effectively creates whatever answer through the prompt sends that data to an external piece of software called a plugin. The plugin knows how to create drawings from data and it creates the graph for you. So it's really an important part of extending the power beyond um, the native capabilities. So anything from accessing market data to um, you know reviewing and accessing PDFs to frankly, um, there's access to Wolfram Alpha, which is that very sophisticated calculation engine. So that's really my view of plugins. It's That's why it's so important for everybody to be looking at them, because it really is the key part of, I think, um, what can be done in financial engineering. So we, we keep talking about chat GPT, which, which is great because everybody else is talking about it. But, but I understand that Google and the big guys they're also developing their own AI um, interface. So is ChatGP, is, um, is, uh, are the plugins and prompt engineering useful if you were to go with the Google option of ChatGPT? Do they have, or is, it, is this a universal, I guess that's my word, is this a universal tool or is it just chat GPT tool only? Well, um, just like the rest of the software vendor world, um, they're in the market to compete with each other. 
So they've all been working on the equivalent of ChatGPT for years. They just didn't want to put it out in the wild yet. And OpenAI was the first. So you've got relatively equivalent capabilities in Google. Uh, well, Microsoft really uses uh, OpenAI, but you know they've extended it. But there's now a number of others that are popping up uh, beyond just those three. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, the prompt engineering part is the same. They're all, you're all communicating in English and, uh, you know, it can uh, do what you ask it to do, but plugins are very specific pieces of software to that specific vendor. Ah. So a plugin working on open AI, uh, unless it's designed as such won't work with the others. Okay. But. The prompt engineering will. Now, let me say one other thing. But the others are starting to produce more capability than OpenAI, which, uh, well, I know Google has the ability for Google plugins. So you, you have to go down that path if, um, just like we're doing with ChatGPT plugins, OpenAI plugins, we would have to do the same thing with Google uh, and others. So, Sam, how long did it take you? Because you only recently got involved in this whole chat GPT effort, thanks to thanks to Alan. But how long did it take you to get a hold or get a grasp of that plugin that, that you're using for your program in financial engineering? Uh, the plugins, well, they're very approachable. Like when you go on chat GPT uh, on the new version, you just uh, click on the plugin option. You go to the plugin store, and you can see all the available plugins with a description of each. Um, you can even search for specific keywords, and they have like some of those popular plugins listed. So it's pretty easy to just access them, try things out with them, and just start to like understand how they work. So. So that's it, it, Alan. Is that a good skill to have? I mean, to learn uh, because there's no there's no there's no um, program or uh, degree in in in, in ChatGPT or artificial intelligence. Uh, you know the way the way they're presenting it. How, what do you what are you seeing out there in terms of the use? You know, for students to understand and know ChatGPT plugins, prompt engineering. How does this all fit? based on your experience and, and, and what is needed out there? Um, well, what's happened is basically organic growth. I mean, uh, in a very short period of time, uh, it's taken over the world. So a lot of it has been self-interest where um, uh, students, I know my own daughter who's a senior at a university, uh, admitted to me we went out to lunch that, she uses ChatGPT for all kinds of things. Um, and, uh, but she warned the one thing you don't want to do with it is have it take a test for you. Because uh, she tried that once and failed. Uh, so she's not going to do that. As opposed to have it augment what she's already doing. So um, uh, she, she could give it text she's written and have it improve it. Or she could ask it for text and so forth, or do special projects. So um, uh, basically, there it's not about AI that you have to learn. It's 
basic, how do you communicate? Because we've always been communicating with a human on the other side who can um, connect the dots sometimes between what we can say. And prompt engineering is simply um, uh, getting to know the best way to communicate with these um, with these AIs in such a way that they actually answer the right question. Nothing technical. It's more of how do you think about the problem? Example, um, if you give uh, ChatGPT or any of these more context about what you're talking about, it'll give you a better answer. A context meaning um, I'm trying to solve a problem specifically in this world with these techniques. You know, the more you give it, the better it does. Now, uh, it's playing. and But there's all kinds of now certifications, free and paid, on uh, Udemy, on Coursera. Uh, they're all over the internet. So um, it really gets down to uh, self-playing. And let's face it, the digital generation, um, the students we're talking about grew up with this stuff. So they just generally uh, tool around and learn from there. What's unique about what we're doing here is we're actually curating and doing some of the raw homework that every individual student in, uh, in MFE would have to do for themselves. So it actually is an extremely productive exercise that we're going through. So, uh, Sam, have, have you used actual GPT when taking your classes, your courses? Have you been using it to enhance uh, what you're doing? Uh, no, I haven't used it for any kind of classwork. Uh, mostly what I've been using it for is just research. But uh, I definitely do see the value in using it um, in school, like if you're doing any kind of research projects or you need to gather data, uh, I can definitely make your life a lot easier in that sense. Because I've seen what you've done once, and I think uh, um, Alan was on that call when you literally asked Chad GPT, I think it was Alan that asked you, hey, can you generate a script? Uh, and this thing literally wrote a Python script, a Python code on its own, which I don't think you could do that with Google right now. Uh, at least, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is where it's it's a little more just of a fashion thing, you know, asking question and helping you out there. When you when it's actually starting to do things for you that are, uh, in fact, uh, I heard from from financial analysts with basically saying that with ChatGPT, they they could literally you know tell you if this is a good investment or bad investment, and, mm -hmm. and I'm going to start coding for you. Next thing you know, I'm going to start download data with the plugins, and you could do your own research, and you could just ask it to uh, research for you in a way that was not possible before. So, so where does this leave us, Karen? What do you what do you think? You, you that's out there already working. I mean. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel nervous that somehow this thing is going to, was it forcing you to learn about it so you could see how you know productive you could be ahead of it? Yeah, uh, I don't feel nervous. I, You're right in terms that this is uh, pretty disrupted. It will, you know, decimate. It will automate a lot of tasks, so it will replace a lot of jobs. Um, you know, for example, that's what's going on in Hollywood right now. The writers are on protest because the higher up, they, they're using their chat GPT to 
um, to write scripts, so they can get really yeah. yeah okay. They they truly believe in that, and they're also actually using um the writer's past script as a training material for the chatbot. Oh my god! So uh, the writers are currently protesting that. Uh, but honestly, from our perspective, um, from my perspective personally, ChatGPT has helped me just become more productive. For example, it helps me write you know professional emails. It helps me correct my grammar mistakes on text, right? From an international student, this is pretty good. Uh, and furthermore, it helps me uh, get good summary of like videos uh, and lectures and help me get understanding of the concept better. And I can even ask it to write me some quiz questions so I get like a better understanding of the problem. And uh, I see I see like the tools like plugin only a powerful addition to the already powerful ChatGPT, and it allows you to, you know, do more than just text. So it'll give you a diagram. It can do computation for you, and it will just increase your efficiency overall as a professional. So you're saying that the easy stuff I get gets replaced. I get writing a script is easy, while other so what you're doing is 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 not. Alan, what what do you see happening? I don't know, five, ten years from now. I mean, which some of the jobs are just gonna disappear because of Chat GPT, or is it? Uh, yes, uh, some jobs will change, um, and a lot of jobs will actually expand. Just like any kind of disruption, um, you know, buggy whips. I'm sure. You know, they were complaining about uh, how could we not have horses? It's the same sort of thing here. Um, what I think is that uh, particularly in the space of financial engineering, analytics, and so forth, uh, I think a lot of it can be done automatically going forward. And I don't think it's five years from now. So what I want to say is that the key here is augmentation. And that is, I spend a lot of my professional time dealing with how to, how to deliver financial analytics to CFOs in large companies. And uh, it hasn't changed much in 100,000 years. So you have this room of financial analysts coming out of school that are number crunching, um, budget versus actual, uh, analytics on growth, that sort of thing. Uh, you need data people to munch the data. Well, with a well-structured environment, that all goes away. Uh, the data itself is analyzed by the AI and output is generated. So when I say augmentation, the key here in my view, for instance, uh, if I was in your shoes, professor, going forward, um, what, what, when I was doing financial analysis, the, the, the words were always, we spend 80% of our time collecting the data and only 20% of the time analyzing. So I think the value here is, is getting honest with the grunt work isn't adding any value to anybody. The question becomes, what now can you do as the professional that you couldn't do before? Because munging data wasn't the objective. The objective was to gain insights. 
So, for instance, in my view, if I was a professor, you know, in the future, I'd be giving my students harder problems. Um, you know, just getting them to write Python is in itself an obstacle, but it's a means to an end. The only reason you're doing when I was going to school was Fortran. Okay. You couldn't do anything except Fortran. So, you know, in my view, what this allows is higher productivity for the student. And um, I think you start to come up with problems that require insight. So that's good. So basically you say we're going to learn more and we're going to expand. And you're right. When we work on MFE projects, the biggest issue that we have is the data. You know, I have to get to the data. I get to the data. And with this, and according to what Sam is talking about, it's going to be a lot easier to do. Right. So you learn more. And obviously, when you get look for jobs, they're going to require more of you. But whatever it is, I, I'm assuming the three of you would agree that you need to know what this chat GPT is. Not it's not just a it's not just a fad, right? Oh it's, yeah, yeah. It's going to impact lots of things, right? Yes, yes. Any parting words, uh, Karen? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what Alan said. It's it's just a mean to the end. ChatGPT will, I believe this will be the tool to free up a lot of, you know, uh, dumb labor work in the office space that allow the decision maker to actually spend more time on analysis, making the decision rather than, you know, doing some boring groundwork or invest a research investigation. It will just help you uh, speed the whole process up tremendously. Sam, I'll give you the last word. Yeah, so uh, it might not even be ChatGPT in the future, but AI in general is going to continue to develop and I think make a breakthrough into the workforce. So uh, definitely understanding how it works and you know being able to use it will be a valuable skill. Great. Alan, Sam, and Kieran, thank you very much uh, for your time here today. My pleasure.